Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Jared Myers, brought to you by the Old Fashioned Health Network, Good Health Inside and Out. Today on this episode of Financial Fitness, I'm joined again by the wonderful Keela Allen. And welcome back. Welcome back to the show. And for all you newcomers, I've got an exciting guest right here, a good friend of mine that I've known for a little while since I moved to Georgia. We've become, he's like family now. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, and all that good stuff. All right, thanks for having me. First of all, I <laughs> appreciate the opportunity to come on here. It's a great little show you got going on. Uh, my name is Chandler Artis. I've been working in banking about six years now. After that, I moved to the credit union, so I've been in a credit union for about a year. Uh, grew up in Georgia, went to school all throughout, went to KSU. Uh, moved to Charleston for a little while, worked on banking there, and then came back home to be closer to family. Met Jared a couple years ago working in the bank together. Uh, like he said, pretty much like family now. We do dinner at least one night a week. Yeah. He comes over, we cook for him, me and my wife. You know, it's, it's awesome. I it's not always for that they cook either. Uh, it's always we cook. But that's all right. <laughs> he'll, make, he'll pay us back eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure of it. <laughs> But yeah, I said love and work at the credit union right now. Um, I don't know if I would go back to banking. It's a wow. completely different lifestyle. Wow. Um, wow. Being able to put that member first and making sure you know you build that relationship. It's just a, it's an awesome feeling to be able to work there. Man, yeah. and you hear me and Keeler both like, wow, because for us, I think the narrative is pushed a little bit differently. Uh, when we were working at the bank that we went to, you know, it's a sales-driven um, institution. It's sales-driven environments and there's nothing wrong with it they make revenues they make profits but man to get to the rewarding aspect of what a credit union is all about i think that there's nothing more exciting than what you're doing um like keila tell a little bit about you know how you still feel being in the banking and hearing you know our aspect and conversation last night about the credit union absolutely that that whole wow factor just hearing that uh, being able to put the you know in retail, working in consumer retail and banking, the idea is to make sure that we're basically meeting the needs of the customer. We want to hear what they need and we want to make sure that we're providing um, that service for that customer, making, you know, getting that relationship. However, the bank versus the credit union, we have a little bit more red tape, as they would say, which sometimes we can't always, in every case, um, you know, meet that specific need. And I feel like with that, um, being able to do that in the with the credit union, being able to have that little one-on-one, -on -one, making sure that you having that good personal relationship and being able to service all of your members in such a unique way, um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And that's where that wow factor comes from, that, you know, being able to, have a dynamic setup to where you're actually reaching those um, individuals who work in uh, a specific field or whose career is in a specific field. I think last night we were talking about it, and I think you were saying um, with the Credit Union Chandler that you guys focus more on um, educators. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's right. So yeah, so being able to just have it, have that ability to cater to that specific. Um, you know, that specific career set or those in, uh, professionals. Also, you know, other people as well. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. So 
I couldn't agree with you more, Kila. Um, and yeah, Chandler, as we did discuss last night, credit unions are assigned specific uh, posts, so to speak. So like you said, yours was more educational. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of go over what some of those credit unions like have as far as the posts and describe that? Yeah, it? so most credit unions are going to build their primary base around some sort of member field. A lot of it is just where their employers work. A lot of credit unions were started by an employee mm -hmm. in a specific you know, in a specific job or specific company where they wanted some sort of financial industry, a place to put their money that they're not having to go to a bank. So a lot of the credit unions are actually founded by, you know, the members of the company and then just builds that member base from there. So awesome. you know, ours happens to be educators. You know, you've got some that are all geared towards airlines. You've got some geared towards the postal service. I mean, yeah, every single, you know, working field like that typically has a credit union that will also, you know, help service them. Man, that's awesome. That's pretty legit, man. Like, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So that's a little fun fact that just educated me. Yeah. Uh, me as well. Yeah, and a lot of obviously you open up the membership after. You know, you got a couple that are still all based around that. Like a lot of like the like Navy Federal Credit Union, things like that. You still have to have someone in the armed services. Mm -hmm. But most other credit unions have opened their member base. Like ours is just you have to live in a certain county area, certain counties to be able to get in our member base. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome. Now, folks at home, like that's some information you're going to be taking home today as well. But for all you business owners that are, have those questions about the PPP and SBA, here's where we're going to tackle them. Uh, we're going to give base perspectives from credit side, uh, I mean, excuse me, from Chandler side <laughs> and the credit union perspective, Keela side, and I'm going to chime in a little myself. Uh, so with getting started, Chandler, uh, last night, Y'all made the PPP process seem a lot simpler than ours. Go ahead and kind of yeah. explain how y'all are doing it. Yeah, so we opened up the second round on the 15th of January. We've added the link to our website so our, our members can just go on there. You don't even have to be a member. Um, you know, a lot of the credit union member base that we have in the business side now is strictly because of the PPP loans. Uh, beforehand, we didn't have a strong business base, but then we were able to just, you know, help so many members back when we did the first round and they were having issues at their primary bank either getting declined or saying you know, you're, you're in a wait line, you got the queue that's too long. You know, we were able to bring them on board and actually help them out right off the bat, which is you know, awesome from our standpoint. So we're building another relationship on top of just building our asset size and then bringing more on, which is great. Um, but yeah, we opened our second round on the 15th and all you have to do is have the, the two documents that they request right now, wow. which is the thing showing you know, that they're that their um, income has gone down for their sales and all that's gone down. And then also just proving that they use that first round strictly towards payroll and the other things that were allotted the PPP program for. Um, we've reopened the first round as well for businesses that either didn't take advantage of the first round or the businesses that weren't able to. You know, we have changed some of the programs and policies to allow more businesses now than we did the first round. So we're given that option as well. And it's just, like I said, you go on our site, you select the PPP application, you go on there, upload the documents, and then once it gets submitted, it comes to one of our PPP specialists that we have. We have one every branch. They kind of just work it up, make sure the documents are in there, all the numbers make sense, send it over to underwriting. As long as it approves through SBA and approves through our side, you know, we're able to go ahead and get that taken care of and close it electronically even if the member can't come in. So, I mean, we have it so that they never have to even come face-to-face. -face. They can do all of it from their business, from their home, you know, whatever makes it easiest for them. You know, like I said, we've already closed a couple at my branch, got it, got it booked, got it funded, got the members the money that they needed. Um, and then on the forgiveness side, we've got our chief lending officer actually reviewing the documents, you know, making sure that you have those couple things that you need to be able to prove that, you know, you're, you're eligible for those forgivenesses. And, um, and those have already gone, gone through pretty smooth as well. So, like I said, we're trying to make it easiest for the member while also, you know, make sure the PPP is doing what it's meant to do. 
Man, yeah. oh man, that was some great information right there. And the Absolutely. process just sounds so much more organized, so much more smoother. Yeah. The DocuSign is something that, uh, like I said, that process being online already helps. It's but huge. the convenience of a lot of uh, the people I've seen and customers we've had, they've had to come in. They've had to come in. They could submit their documents online, but they have to come in. Um, I think that your aspect is a little bit better. Keela, uh, go ahead and give us what it's like down there in Mississippi. Oh goodness, it is. That that whole process was just way, way, way too smooth. Um, you know, it's essentially the same. Um, however, for first round um, or new businesses that want to take advantage and didn't get that opportunity the first time, it's just not going to be that easy for them this time around. We did, uh, we have gone to where the applications will be submitted electronically and more so um, on the business honor to get that information um, put in. However, because of how things went the first round, they, um, to keep, basically to keep ourselves protected as the financial institution or, or as the bank, we um we're going through a process of i guess discretion um and that, that is something that we could um we can actually do as far as the bank go because my bank we're 90 percent commercial so we have the ability to say pick and choose to say for the lack of better wording um who we um you know who will be more, I guess, I'm trying not to say like no, we're going to have our picks yeah. and choose yeah. it here, yeah. but essentially that's what it is because we don't want to, the, the idea is we don't want to be left with a loan on our books that, um, you know, after we, that that's not going to be forgiven because we know ideally the PPP, if you use it how it's supposed to be used, it'll be 100% forgiven. However, because of the um, influx of people not being so honest the first round, we're going through a process of they're going to, you got to, when you submit an application for the new, uh, as a new business, we have to get approval from our regional uh, president, the person that's over our entire market. They have to look at that business and say, okay you know do we want to take a risk on them or don't we you know although you could go to any financial institution um to apply for the ppp however this time it's just going to be a little different for the first time uh for the first time around and for the first drawers who again did not take advantage that first time because the first question they're going to want to ask is why didn't you take advantage the first round and you know like what what if you met all the qualifications if you were in business before you know the, uh that what january uh 2020 date or february 2020 date um why didn't you take advantage the first round so these are the questions that they're going to be asking which you know in a sense some people um may not have may have missed the deadline or may have missed you know or may not have foreseen themselves needing that money because a lot of um a lot of the information and the jargon that was out there it wasn't really clear and concise you know in that that time frame uh from the when they did the initial draw and the initial um in introduction of the ppp that time went by fast i don't know if y'all remember but that time went by so fast 
that whole little process. It went by very quick, but this time around, it's just not going to be the same. We have more red tape, and I think this was that's the biggest difference between banks and the credit unions. I know for us, um, you know, we weren't able to start um, actually accepting applications until like January the 19th. However, opposed to some of the other federal credit unions, I mean, um, here in Mississippi, they were taking applications as of January the 11th. I had so many people reaching out to me saying, well, um, this certain place um, had already started the process and we hadn't even got our final, um, you know, the rules, the new set of rules. It, everything was not um, out and playing for us. So. Yeah, uh, that's another thing we ran across as well. Um, we ran a little bit about around a more red tape for us and new customers as well. Uh, new customers actually have to wait a period of seven days before they can apply uh, for our PPP process. And wow. again, it's 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 it is questions like that that you have to ask again. Why didn't you get it the first time? What's going on now? What makes you need this? And unfortunately, it's because the funds that were misused were misused by the people not intending to do good for the people that actually needed it. So there's a little bit more guidelines. Still not saying that the credit union is still not checking because, of course, you mentioned that these are going on y'all's books. Uh, these are, I think, I believe from what I've been told and instructed, these are 100% forgiven off of our books, so it doesn't count against us. It's strictly government money. I'm not sure if that's the same way for you guys. It looks like it is showing on our books. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, hey, you know, that's the aspect as well. Now, when it comes down to a question I get up, I often asked a lot in the office that I can't answer, but here I can give a little bit more um, understanding and a little bit more education. The PPP and the SBA, which one should I apply for? What's going to work for my business? I have an LLC, I have employees, um, or maybe I'm a corporation, or I'm self-employed. I'm going to let you guys kind of dive off into those and kind of just, just tell us you know, what you would recommend to someone here that can't ask you per se in person because you know we can't guide them for the dollar amount and all that stuff you guys get that but yes go ahead and uh, kind of break that down yeah i would say that if they've got the documentation to be able to qualify for the ppp that's a big benefit you know that's a a huge thing the government has decided to create because of the whole covid situation we've got going on where you know people's sales are being affected their revenues being affected their income is and being able to do a loan that's going to be a hundred percent forgiven as long as you can prove that your company's been affected i mean i think that's that's huge and i would say if, if you can qualify for the ppp and you know go for it like that's a it's a huge boon to your business it's going to help you out in the long run i agree i agree keila your thoughts yeah just piggybacking off of that you know, it'll be idea to go ahead and do that um, PPP because it is 100% forgiven. If you can, again, prove that your business did suffer or is in a position to actually receive that. Um, thinking about uh, opposed to doing just um, along a with the um, SBA, just say, for instance, if someone wants to take advantage of the, um, the EIDL loan or the economic injury disaster loan, you're looking at a, a, a fixed interest rate. You know, at three point, uh, I think it's three point seven five. I want to say um, you can finance it up to, up to thirty years. Um, however, you you're taking out a loan against you. You're creating more debt for your um, for the business. If that makes any sense, like you're you're creating more debt opposed to taking advantage of the PPP, in which there will be a hundred percent forgiven if the uh, funds are allocated to where um, you know 
what is described inside of the PPP interim rule. You get what I'm saying? So that that the PPP would be your better option again if you have all of the documentations that um, you know that are necessary or required. That's true. It would just make more sense, you know, to do that. And in some cases, the EIDL, I believe, uh, some parts of the SBA, the, there was money granted to a certain. Uh, certain people, but I think it was only a certain um, dollar amount that they were truly forgiving all the way through. I don't think that um, on the SBA everything is forgiven. So yeah, like given that guidance as to the PPP versus the SBA, 100% forgiven all day long. I mean, what other, what else is there to think about, right? As a business owner and a business perspective, right? I'm giving each and every moment to these people that I work hard for now. I suffer due to this virus that's come in that we're a year in. Like uh, y'all's thoughts heading into the perspective of how this will change the credit union and how this will change the banking systems. So what we saw was a pretty big exodus of people leaving banks back when you know the PPP came out just because it seemed like a lot of the bigger banks were picking and choosing. You know, maybe picking some of the bigger companies over the smaller companies where the credit union was just first come first serve. It didn't matter, you know, if you were a sole proprietor that's barely scratching by, you know, if you need the PPP, if you applied before the bigger company, we're going to give it to whoever applied first. So I think that it's built more of a business relationship for us. So I definitely think that um, you know we're definitely growing, especially on our commercial, our business side, strictly because we're able to to help out with that. Um, you know the business accounts that we previously weren't really doing too much with, being able to provide this PPP has built that relationship. And then from that relationship with the business, you know, we're then reaching out, we're getting that personal relationship as well. Because everything that we do at the credit union is about building the entire relationship and helping out not just the business, not just them as a you know single member. We want to help out everything we can throughout their entire financial life. So like I said, I think that's been the big thing for the credit union. Just we're bringing on more businesses now because of the PPP, and it's going to help us build and grow. And one more thing, I don't think we even got to talk about too uh, with the growth of the credit union. Now, people who are self-employed are also eligible for PPP. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't have employees does not mean you're not eligible. Uh, but that's what I just want to kind of reiterate really quickly because I don't think we spoke about that as I named the other LLCs, business corporations. Self-employed are eligible as well. Keela, what do you see this transitioning banking into now uh, after this is moving forward from this? Just going back to, um, as far as the banking, uh, the banking side goes or on the bank side versus the credit union um for us we did we did well i think it, it showed that we were um able to um help our customers in a sense of making sure that they uh to help their business which made them um it actually not only it created some um new consumer accounts with us as well because a lot of those individuals that we did were um let you know on the first round some of those people um, did not bank with us. So we did grow relationships in that aspect um, of it, which was really good. We grew um, household, which that was something that we wanted to do because, you know, a lot of people were showing, uh, seeing that we were a, um, willing to go out on a whim and take a chance on them, even though that relationship was not established prior to um, COVID or prior to the PPP funds being available. So it was just about a word of mouth. Um, us as employees getting out there saying, hey, yes, we do offer this. Let me talk to, um, you know, this commercial lender or um, this person and see if how can we help you. And once we were able to do that, we did grow household accounts. We did grow those relationships in a sense. So it wasn't all bad. 
although it created um, an offset of more red tape per se. Um, but then again, you know, you have to wait. It's a give and take process. I completely agree with you. Uh, we saw a huge influx in growth as well in our market um, over here as well because of the people that were getting turned down by the Wells Fargo, because of the people that were getting rejected. Uh, guys, another awesome episode, another amazing, everything just so informative, every, all the information, golly, I love it. I love it. Uh, with that yes, being said, good stuff, good stuff, the, good stuff. the requirements that you're going to need for the PPP are you're going to need tax returns. You're also going to need to show, if that's what they require for them, you're going to need to show money where you pay decrease exponentially. Like he said, there's a certain percentage. I mean, I'm not going to say a certain percentage, but most people who lost revenue exponentially. For the SBA, you will need to provide the same thing. Now, it is a loan. They will require more tax returns, more documents. So just get an understanding of what you're going to need. Read. But, again, the PPP, 100% forgiven. The SBA, it's a 30-year loan process. So just know what you're getting into before you borrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Old Fashioned Health Network. I've got Chandler Artist, Keela Allen, signing off with me here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on the Old Fashioned Health Network. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time.